T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And it is that time each and every Tuesday this fall and for a while, as we go from football to basketball down the road, Brian Haney, Brian, it has been a while since we've had you on Sports Daily, and it hasn't been like, yeah, we got to talk about football, but let's look ahead to basketball. No, it is football season now, and that feels good in Lawrence for the first time in a while. <laughs> yeah, it feels great, no doubt, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, to think about you know how far this program has come, even in just you know the last eight or nine months going back to the end of last year and backing up the, the huge win in Austin with some great performances to close out November, but then taking that momentum on the recruiting trail, reeling in a top 25 transfer portal class, continuing to establish the culture and, and, and build what Lance was trying to do brick by brick here, and then see the instant dividends paid on that to start this season. Who knows where we go from here, but it, it just seems like, in all facets of this program, everything is pointed upward right now. And the genuine belief inside that locker room that they can hang with anybody on any given week. And even though they, they may still be underdogs, you know, all, all weeks but one. And who knows, it might be a pick for the Duke game. You never know. They, they believe they can line up and play across from anybody. And, you know, I was at an event on Sunday night with Bill Self, and uh, he was speaking to our entire athletic department. And, and he said essentially that he's like, you know, it's, it's been such a great job done in a short amount of time by Lance that right now he's like, you guys pointing at the football players should feel like you could beat anybody on your schedule. He didn't say anybody in America. He said anybody on your schedule. And, and that's, that's the truth, man. I think they feel that every week. And um, obviously you got to go to Norman this year. And there's a few, you know, circled calendar dates that look more daunting than others, but from the play-by-play guys' perspective, to feel like you genuinely have a chance every single week and you're not just, you know, heading in to take your medicine and trying to keep it interesting in the third and fourth quarters, it's a completely different perspective and a new lease on life. Uh, everything feels good, Brian, and then we got to ask you about yesterday. Uh, Lance Leipold, all this momentum, has been a name that's rumored at Nebraska. We could see it coming, but it didn't feel like a definitive no there. Um, your affiliation with the team, we understand. So take this question with a grain of salt, but what, what was your take on that answer in this situation now as a potential distraction for this team? I don't think that it's, um, it, it fueled uh, even more distraction, the fact that he didn't come out and flatly shoot it down. Um, you know, I, I think inside the, the circles of the Kansas football offices, we know what a great thing uh, we have in, in Lance Leipold and Travis Goff, you know, tried to 
you know, make every effort in the preseason with an additional year on the contract extension. The buyout's only $5 million, though. We've seen Nebraska walk away from $7.5 million they could have had by just waiting until next month to, to let go of their previous coach, Scott Frost. So, you know, the, the buyout isn't daunting. But I, I think this, I, I think that Kansas will do whatever it takes, you know, to, to keep the arrow pointed upward with Lance Leipold and keep building upon what he started here. Um, and, and I'm sure those conversations are already being had, but we also can't get ahead of ourselves and assume just because a couple of articles had him as a you know potential candidate that he's you know zeroed in number one for Nebraska. I think that the timing of the, the firing probably lends itself to Nebraska taking some pretty big swings. Um, and and in the case of Coach Leipold, you know his candidacy may be very real. He's a very attractive coach with ties to the program, but um, you know, I, I think it becomes more and more real if Kansas keeps winning in the weeks ahead. In the meantime, you know, Travis Goff is, is obviously a proactive guy. So he's going to do all he can to continue to make this um, as attractive of a fit for coach Leipold as possible. It just would really surprise me to see him coach Leipold jump ship this early uh, in, in something that. Um, you know, was was meant to be at the time he took the job, the final chapter in his career. He saw this as you know what would kind of be his his greatest work in terms of taking a program that was down and out and restoring it to perennial you know, contending for bowl game type status. And while certainly Nebraska, given the ties to the area and all that, would be uh, of, of interest, where you'd have to stop and take a look. Um, I, I don't know that he's ready, you know, to, to make that jump and give up on something that his heart and, and so much of blood, sweat, and tears have been poured into already here at Kansas. And, and this, in a lot of ways, is a kind of ideal fit for him at Kansas. You know, he still treats people uh, and, and approaches the day-to-day many times like a guy that's, that's – uh, you know, just grateful to be at a power five level school with some of the more enhanced facilities that he's had at any other point in his career. And um, while I'm sure he would love the, the payroll and the, the facilities of Nebraska and all that, um, you know, this has been a nice jump. And, and I think in, in the development of, of his professional life, you know, he's, he's right where he wants to be, quite frankly, uh, growing this thing into a winner. And so long as he feels like he's going to get the resources he needs, including you know, the stadium upgrades and, and, and being able to pay his assistance and all that at Kansas, I genuinely believe this is where he wants to be. Um, so I know I'm talking in circles here. I'm trying to, you know, give you something because it is a, a, a difficult topic, no doubt. Uh, I just, I, I'm not personally at this juncture, um, losing a whole lot of sleep on it. Our focus is this season. That's his focus. Um, and, and I think that Nebraska has a focus that includes a lot of other names, too. Uh, just because Bruce Feldman's article led with Lance Leipold doesn't mean that that's who's on Trev Albert's number one short list. And that's not, no disrespect to Coach Leipold by any means. I, I think he's one of the best coaches uh, of any you know, up-and-coming coach in college football. But um, I, I think that you know, Kansas fans at this point should take a deep breath, breath know that we've got an AD that – has already, you know, made overtures to Lance to let him know how valued he is here and will continue to do so. And if they have to up the ante, they probably will. Uh, but but I'll end it by saying this. Um, if, if, you know, Jacob, if, if uh, I don't know, if, if CBS called and, and your, your heart was really in Wichita and, uh, you know, you're a talented guy, and, and sure, you know, that, that's an interesting opportunity but your family's here, your wife's here, your kids are here. 
You love doing Sports Daily on KFH. And the lifestyle change is probably not the most ideal fit. So really you want to be in Wichita. But there's, you know, flirtation going on. Wouldn't it behoove you to to at least, uh, without fueling rumors by saying you're interested, but not completely flatly shoot it down, wouldn't that behoove you a little bit to make sure Tony Dusing gives you a raise in the KFH offices? You know, totally, what um, <laughs> totally. Listen so, up, Tony. So, I know he's listening right now. Tony, maybe, listen to what Brian Haney's saying. Uh, it is. I think play. it. I, Brian, I think it's absolutely what was at play, and that's why we ask. You know, if we, we know how you know coach speak goes. A flat denial is when you know they're not interested. Anything other than that means historically in college football or college athletics that you are in fact interested. So you know, I didn't th- when when the rumors started, I was like, I don't for the same reasons that you described there to us so eloquently. I didn't think there would be interest because a 58-year-old head coach who's already been through so many rebuilds appears to have another one on the way in a place where the time will be given and the expectation is far more realistic than it is at Nebraska. But then yesterday, I heard the question and answer, and yeah, of course— I, I, you, this, the scenario you laid out for me, yeah, I would. That's how I would have to answer it if I was interested. Which means that, you know, for me, Lance Leipold is clearly interested at this point. I, I and and I think he's intrigued. Uh, if anything, okay. I haven't spoken to him about it at all. Uh, but I think he's more interested in staying at Kansas and making sure he gets what everything he wants at Kansas. And I think right now he probably Man, has, I hope so. Heading into the year, everything he could have wanted. But as he continues to win games and this program continues to point upward, then I think that, that yeah, you know, that there'll probably be additional um, assurances given with stadium and, and resources for coaches and all that. Uh, I don't want to, you know, speak it for, for Travis here, Travis Goff, our AD, but I know he knows that the, the better we get, it's a nice problem to have, you know, the more that Kansas needs to invest in, in Lance and his guys and his program. And they're already investing a lot. And, again, we point to the extension – uh, you know that happened, and and you know the additional buyout that happened right before the start of the season. But but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if those numbers get reworked again if they keep climbing. But uh, again, that's for Travis to answer, not me. And I would just say that Lance's focus is, um, you know, as as exclusively as it can be on this football team right now. That's the type of guy he is, and he, he's just a, a lock in week in week out. Get your guys ready. Uh, you know, has he seen the articles? Yes. As, as he, you know, probably wondered out loud to his family, wow, that's kind of wild to see our name there. Sure, I'm sure he has. But I really believe he's committed to Kansas, at least through this season, and uh, obviously actually through five more. But I, I think between an AD that brought him here and has had a lock and step great relationship with him where they're just stride for stride on everything – there's a lot of value in being a play, in a place where you are beloved, supported, and, and working stride for stride with the AD that hired you, uh, especially at this stage in his career. I, just, I think this is an ideal fit for him. And uh, you know, to, to leave all that for great pressure and uncertainty and, and a lot quicker timetable to turn things around and all that, I don't know if that would be um, you know, his, his favorite thing. But if you're expecting to hear me ask it on Hawk Talk tonight, we won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Uh, but that's why I try to give you a little bit now since you asked two questions on it, but that's probably all we should say at this juncture. But I, I would say this, for any Kansas fans that are nervous about it, 
feel good that we've got a coach that other people might be interested in, but I think he's just as interested in what he's building here and more interested in anything that, than continuing to put than you know continuing to put his stamp on this program. And I really think that's what's going to keep happening here. I think Lance Leipold is our coach, um, you know, in, into the next five years. I really do. Well, I'll be the buzzkill to actually bring us back to football. Uh, Brian, you know, watching that game, watching that game uh, on Saturday against West Virginia. Obviously, the the Jayhawks right now through two weeks of football, one of the leading offenses in America. And I mentioned it to, to Jacob on the program yesterday. Some of the the passes that we saw from Jalen Daniels, I haven't seen a quarterback at Kansas be able to pull off since Todd Reesing. And you know, he's a he's a special athlete. The way that this offense is is rolling, both with Jalen Daniels' arm and on the ground with J.D., with Daniel Highshaw, Devin Neal. Uh, really, the, the playmakers seem to be there for Kansas. The skill players are, are in place. What are you seeing, and, and what, how does this continue on as we get into a game against Houston this weekend and then you know further into the season? Well, to me, the fascinating thing to watch, Tommy, is that you've got a, an offensive coordinator with as much creativity as we've seen as long as I can remember. And he's been blessed with a quarterback who's not only physically gifted to execute all these things, but, but his football IQ and his ability to grasp some pretty complex schemes and, and, and a lot of responsibility. I think about some of these formations when he's got three running backs around him and it could be an option pitch. And, and he knows what direction he's going before he snaps it. But he could hang on to it. He could flip it to a number of guys. He could read option and, and, and decide to throw the ball. I mean, it, there, there's so many reads and quick decisions that have to be made um, to where Jalen Daniels' mastery of what Andy Kotelnicki is trying to do, to me, is almost as impressive as the scheme itself. And the scheme itself is, is something to, to sit back and behold. If you're just a casual fan, if you're not a Kansas fan, but you're listening and, and you're like, you know, I want to see what these 2-0 Jayhawks are all about. Look at how many pre-snap looks they're giving the defense to be mindful of with these different formations. And how many times did they, they wait until the last second to sprint up to the line and then snap it, not showing them anything, while other times they, they, would, they would be motioning guys back and forth all over the place, and then you had misdirection. And, I mean, it, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, I think, quite frankly. So the cat-and-mouse game that I think we're setting ourselves up for, guys, is – how much can the rest of the league, now that Kansas has stuff out on film out there, uh, prepare and game plan and catch up to what these Jayhawks are trying to do? And then how much can Andy Kotelnicki, the offensive coordinator, stay a few plays ahead with additional wrinkles each week they haven't seen? Because he's clearly got a quarterback who's not only physically but, but football mentally able to handle everything they're throwing at him. And, and he's got playmakers around this guy that's, I mean, we've talked about the running back depth, but man, to see Devin Neal had five touchdowns in his first 13 touches on the season the other day, going back to, you know, halfway through the West Virginia game and all of week one. Highshaw, two more touchdowns. He's got three in the first couple of weeks. And the transfers from Minnesota and Nebraska really haven't even gotten going yet in Sevion and Kai, but, uh, but they're, you know, right there in the stable of horses with Tory Lachlan as well. And, and the fact that receiver was a perceived um, weakness in terms of depth to start the year becomes less and less a factor because we've seen 
guys like Quentin Skinner emerge greater than they've they've you know previously been. Tanaka Scott, I think, is the guy that's ready to break out. You just haven't seen it yet. He was suspended in week one. And so you add in a tight end group that's very deep. And Andy Kotelnicki has used the pieces that they had in the ways that accentuate their strengths the most. And in an offense that doesn't have, you know, a covered stocks full of a ton of receivers, well, they're putting the emphasis on QB run, misdirection with multiple running back looks, utilizing the tight ends for blocking and, and short passes. I mean, he's doing what every OC should do. Take what you have, accentuate your strengths, uh, kind of hide your weaknesses, but be creative, be multiple, never let it get vanilla or predictable. And, and I love it because the, the scheme is working. The quarterback that's, that's pulling the trigger on this is, you know, stride for stride with his OC. And I said that on the post game the other night. There are a lot of guys you could throw accolades and attaboys to, but I said I'm walking out of here probably most impressed with two individuals. One's Jalen Daniels, and the other is Andy Kotelnicki, and, and hopefully they continue it. But uh, it is kind of nice two weeks in, and it won't stay that way forever. But, uh, but two weeks in to say we're the number one scoring team in the country, that feels pretty good because just to be real, uh, you know, we've had eight touchdowns in each of these first two games, and some of my first six years on the call, we might have had a month go by without eight touchdowns total. <laughs> so to see the way these guys are – and that's not me being funny. That's me being serious. Uh, to, sure. to see the way these guys have it rocking and rolling, uh, it's, it's been a ton of fun, and, and they're going to need to keep it coming because obviously you're 10-point dogs at Houston this week, and the schedule just keeps getting tougher and tougher from there. Talking to Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks here on Sports Daily, and, and Brian, I, I'd love to get your insight on this. As a fan watching the game on Saturday, I, I had this this feeling over me that I haven't had in a long time with Kansas football where you know, in years past, there have always been games, even in the Big 12, we've seen it recently where the Jayhawks have played well in the first half against a Big 12 opponent or even into the second half. And there was always this thought that, you know, hey, there's just there's not the depth. You know, there aren't the dogs to be able to carry it on for four straight quarters. And I I never felt that in this game against West Virginia, even when they got down by two touchdowns early. There, there was just a, a different feeling where, you know, the, the, the team is there. The guys are there. They're in place. They're able to absorb the body blows and come right back. And that's got to be, you know, that, that's got to be part of the culture that Lance Leipold is building in Lawrence. What are you seeing with that? And, and how do you feel? Did you feel that way also during that game against West Virginia? Yeah, I completely agree. That's a great observation. And, you know, it probably shows up the most. Um, defensively on the D line where they just kept rotating guys in and, and you're, you're fresher than you've previously been and you can withstand some injuries, but, but also, you know, we talked about running back depth and having to just keep coming at you in waves at that position too. And the O-line depth is better now. Earl Bostic, who's the anchor of our line at left tackle, he had to play through an injury the other night and, and only missed a couple of snaps, but you've now got two guys um, in, in that O-line rotation with some positional versatility that you can plug in, you know, should you have attrition there. And so, you know, football is the, the consummate team sport. It's the ultimate sport where depth is tested each and every year. And your point's a really good one in that, you know, Kansas it, during a decade of struggles has at times had some individual players at certain spots that could play for anybody in the league. But if they were to go down or if Puka Williams were to get nicked up and suddenly he's running 10% slower, 
it gets average real fast. And, and now you've got the type of depth that a lot of these key positions where if, if a guy gets dinged or if for whatever reason, you know, he's fatigued, whatever, you know, you've got the ability to not let that do you in. You know, we were worried about the, the potential targeting call on Kenny Logan, who had 10 tackles, his seventh career double-digit tackle game the other day, and it ultimately was not rule targeting. Would have been a really costly blow because it would have cost him the rest of that game and the first half of this next one. Thankfully, it wasn't targeting. But I reference that to say, had it been, all hope would not have been lost because, you know, they went out and added veteran secondary players, you know, from multiple Big Ten schools that, that could step in and, and, and be immediate, you know, fill-in type guys at that spot. So that, to me, is, is a huge um, pay dividend on the transfer portal class that they had with 21 total transfers, not just, you know, the, we quoted the 14 uh, major conference guys, but 21 total, and, and so many of them have contributed to that depth factor that just makes Kansas – a much more formidable and competitive team in a sport where you absolutely have to have it. Speaking with Brian Haney, voice of the Jayhawks, always appreciate his time. And as we look ahead now, as we wrap up this week's conversation to Houston, two games in a row for Kansas will be on national television. The spotlight grows. Houston coming off of a loss to Texas Tech, uh, but a really good team, a future Big 12 foe. Uh, Brian, at a bird's eye look, what do we need to be looking at with the Cougars this weekend? Well, there's a lot to be respectful of with this team, starting with their quarterback, who was a two-time KU football commit and ultimately winds up at Houston, and he's had an outstanding career at Clayton Tune, and he's got a great receiver, a kid by the name of Dell, that, that he goes to early and often, had seven catches for a buck 20 the other day. He's also dynamic in the return game but that that's probably the the tandem i'm most concerned about clayton toon dropping back and looking for nathaniel dell they run it well as well they've got a couple of running backs uh including henry who's really good at catching out of the backfield brandon campbell's a usc transfer um and, and this is a club that you know could easily be two and oh right now they've had five overtimes in their first two weeks three three in the first week versus utsa and you know toon makes an amazing uh extra effort QB keep dive uh, on the goal line to basically win them that game. And then they come up short in Lubbock, but darn near, you know, won a big 12 road game there. So I'm impressed with these guys. Uh, I think that, you know, that they're faster defensively at a lot of spots than West Virginia was. and maybe aren't quite as big. They, they do it differently, but um, they've got some athletes for sure. And, and they've got speed at all positions that could be a problem in this one. But I love our Jayhawks game plan. I was out of practice yesterday, and they were piping in crowd noise, uh, you know, probably louder than they needed to, to, to simulate what they expect will be a, a raucous home opener for these guys. It's only a 40,000-seat stadium, but, but this is – you know, this is the time for this program at Houston to really take flight in Dana Holgerson's fourth year as they are in their final year in the American Athletic Conference and um, getting set to join the Big 12 next year. And so this, this is going to be a great atmosphere, I think, on Saturday afternoon. Kansas will be ready for it. And I expect another one of those back-and-forth battles. And, you know, as a team that just won in overtime and you're facing a team that's played in overtime the first two weeks, I think these clubs are evenly matched. And who knows, the, the Cougars may find themselves in a third straight week of going to an extra session. Looks like it's going to be a really good game. All right, Brian, uh, the game kicks at three. You'll hear it on KFH pregame. Plenty of time before that. You've got Brian tonight at six o'clock. Hawk Talk with Lance Leipold. We'll 
Uh, we'll defer to our conversation here. We'll get that online for everybody because, as Brian said, uh, that's probably not going to be the time to bring up the Nebraska rumors. We'll get that audio out for everybody to take a listen to Brian's thoughts on that. Really appreciate that, Brian, and the candid nature of that conversation. Uh, we appreciate you being a part of Sports Daily each and every week and the people that help make that happen. Hey, absolutely. Big thanks to the Mattress Hub for making these reports possible each and every week. I sleep great every night with my brand-new purple mattress for the Mattress Hub. I, I tried a couple of different ones, including the Tempur-Pedic, and I settled on the purple, and that speaks to the customer service the Mattress Hub. They want to make sure you get it right and give you 100 nights to try out their top-line mattresses. So uh, they've been great for me, and they'll be great for you as well. Wichita owned and operated at the Mattress Hub and themattresshub.com. And yeah, just to circle back to your Lance question, I think he and I are going to be doing hot talks on KSH for five years plus. Um, I, I really, and that's not being overly confident or, or anything. I just know how much he loves this place, how much he feels the love at this place. And I, and I have that much faith in our AD to continue to equip him with what he needs to build what he's building here. And so we're excited about that. We're certainly both eyes open on possibilities that exist outside of here, but we love our guy, and I think he happens to love being here too. So we'll see, but uh, that's the best I can give you for today on answering those questions. You guys have a great week, and, and we'll talk soon. Brian Haney, there he goes, voice of the Jayhawks. We'll post this conversation. If you missed the beginning, you can hear Brian's full thoughts on everything to do with those rumors and a look ahead to Houston as well we'll do that some house cleaning when we come back we want to tell you about a cool opportunity we have for the chiefs game tomorrow night that's where we head next all brock to caster sports daily on a wednesday t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.